Hi, my name is Natalie Orofici, and I'm delighted to welcome you to listen along to the Women in Scripture podcast. This podcast has been inspired by the God Who Speaks campaign. I will be inviting lots of different women to come and speak about the women in the Bible who inspire them and who speak to their hearts today. And I'm delighted to be joined for episode four by Sue. So Sue, Susan, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, uh, I'm Susan Doherty and I'm Professor of New Testament and Early Judaism at Newman University in Birmingham. Well, I'm really happy that you're with me this time. And who have you chosen? Which woman from the Bible have you chosen to speak to us about? Well, it, it was a hard choice because there's so many women in the Bible whose stories I think deserve to be better known than they are. Uh, but I finally settled on Deborah. Deborah, whose story is told in the book of Judges in the Hebrew Bible, Old Testament, chapters four and five. Thank you. That's great. And why have you chosen Deborah? What's so attractive about Deborah to you? Well, I don't know how many people are familiar with Deborah's story at all, but Deborah is named in the Bible as a prophetess and a judge of Israel. And that was a really important role because the judges were the rulers of the people of Israel before the kings. So here we have a woman whose job was to be the monarch, if you like, to lead the army, to um, judge, to, to be the senior judge in, in the equivalent of, of the law courts, and to lead the people of Israel in every state. And it's really important, I think, for us to reflect on that, that here is a woman in a man's world, taking an active leadership role and being recorded in the scriptures as a prophetess and a leader. That is uh, really impressive to think about and quite unexpected because we don't see that mentioned very often. When I reflected, I had no no idea that she had such a prominent role, uh, um, a role of leadership within. The- yeah, and, and we see in the story, we see her giving the generals of the time instructions about how to conduct the battles against uh, Israel's current enemies. When she held her law courts, as it were, they were often held in in an open space near the city under a tree. And that tree continued to be called the Palm of Deborah for many centuries afterwards. Such was her fame at the time. Likewise, with the whole prophet description, we think of the major writing prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, But the prophetic movement was wider than that. It included a lot of people whose names are not recorded and and whose words haven't come down to us. And Deborah and doubtless other women were included in that kind of prophet, listening to God's word and communicating to people. Well, she had a very impressive role. It says in the text that after she successfully led the people to victories over their enemies, the whole country had peace for 40 years. So we could say that she was a successful leader as well as everything else. Wow. We could do with a very successful leader in the world like Deborah today. (laughs) And to think that the men actually listened to her and obviously saw the wisdom that she had and were willing to do what she said. That remarkable. It is. It sort of challenges your idea about stereotypes. In in fact, there's one particular verse uh, 
that people might be interested in. She, Deborah gives instructions to the general Barak about the forthcoming battle. And Barak says to her in Judges chapter four, verse eight, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So basically it's a recognition that the whole success of the battle depends on Deborah's guidance and leadership. He, he won't fight the battle unless Deborah is there and Deborah's able to promise him, well, God will give our enemies into the hand of a woman. Wow. And that would have been a really dangerous place for Deborah to be because I imagine that no other woman would have been there on the battlefield and she was willing to, to go there. Well, that's a really uh, important observation because after the battle, they they sing a great song of victory in which they thank God for their victory. And that's one of the things that she says that, you know, the people who go into that battle, they have to be willing to sacrifice their lives. They offered themselves willingly. I think I'd I'd say two two things about it. Perhaps more women were there on the battlefield than we realise, whether as camp followers providing for the men or perhaps in more militaristic roles because we tell them it's always been thus that the army is made up of men and the women are at home but, but maybe this can challenge that thought preconception but but basically you're right about the danger she'd be putting herself in hence I don't think that she went at the head of the battle that was left to the generals because they would of course have wanted to protect their leader and judge Deborah so that she wouldn't have been at the forefront of the battle because of course if she was killed that would have had very serious consequences. Gosh that's that's, uh, really interesting to think that she was protected as well so they obviously considered her to be very precious to them. Yeah. So um, why do you why do you think that um, Deborah is relevant today relevant to us today? Well, there's several reasons, but I like one of the things you, you said there, Natalie, about you know maybe we could do with some women leaders mm. today, and maybe that just gives us pause to reflect and say, do women bring anything different when they come to leadership roles in any organisation, you know, like a school mm. or a business, or nationally? and international, because there has been a lot of praise for how some of the women world leaders have dealt with the pandemic, for example, thinking of Jacinta Ardern in mm. Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland and so on. So it, it does raise questions about, is leadership different if a woman, that's one thing, but mostly I think it's relevant because it's important that our girls learn that there is no job or role that's off limits to them because it's not how God intended it that certain roles are reserved to men and uh, reserved to women. If you like, that's a societal concept because we see a woman not, not only inspired by God but able to do a good job in leading the covenant of Israel. So I think that that's important. I think it raises questions about what leadership is because uh, Deborah had to collaborate with these Gentiles, she, with these generals, sorry, she, she didn't sort of do, do everything herself. Uh, she clearly was a person who prayed and was in, with God's word, which she then passed on in, in prophecy. So it's not just about, it, it's that mixture of action and kind of prayerful reflection that, that we see in, in these two tips that I think is quite a... Oh, she has a great deal to teach us about 
leadership and and the importance of collaboration not uh yeah. after we see you know we we look at leaders as being the, the one powerful person who decides and does everything but as you say she showed the ability to collaborate and she remained humble throughout it because she she listened to God and was responding to that it didn't, didn't she didn't yes and she and she understood she understood that which yes. I think we can we can all be um guilty of thinking oh well I've had this great idea and it's my idea you know claim it all but it needs a lot of people working together well well in in the song that I mentioned that uh, Deborah and the general at the time Barrett has said to have sung after that they, they win this battle the, the opening lines are that the leaders took the lead in Israel that the people offered themselves willingly we bless and thank the Lord so it's kind of a recognition that you need everybody, you need people as well as the leaders to join in this campaign if it's to be successful. Like you say, all about collaboration and everyone playing their part. Yes, and and the recognition from her that it wasn't just her leadership, it's the whole society. Yeah, yeah, very true. And I'm wondering, is there any indication as to why we don't know more about these women in the Bible? I just, because of your great expertise, I can't help but add this question in. Well, we've had a long history, I think, of writing women out of the Bible and out of leadership roles, um, out of theology. Uh, So, first of all, the fact that Deborah's name is still remembered and was included in the Bible is a really significant indicator of how important she was. Her story does get picked up in some of the later Jewish commentary and also in art. I don't know if you've been doing a bit of research, Natalie, you might have seen there's a lot of paintings of Deborah and another woman who was active at the time in that same chapter, Jael, who also killed a big enemy of Israel. So their stories did inspire some art, but a lot of these women, both of the Old Testament and the New Testament, their stories are lost to us, and yet they are there in the text if we look. So why are we not looking? Because we're not directed to look? Does our our lectionary not pick up on these stories it picks up on others do the examples that we use in teaching the faith not pick up on these women and what can we do to change that to make sure that we call on the full reign not just on the same few or on male ones i'm often struck for example that if you think about the new testament in um paul's letter to the romans chapters the final chapter he speaks about his co-workers sending them messages and so on. And two of those co-workers are women, Phoebe and Priscilla. Now, have we heard of them? We've heard of Tibby and Mark and these other people who accompanied Paul. And here they are named in scripture as important co-workers, equal with Paul and their other male co-workers mm. in that work of spreading the gospel. But we never read Romans 16, maybe, in our churches or in our RE lessons. So maybe that's the challenge to all of us, to look for these women and not let them be buried and silent any longer. No, because they they are there and it's remarkable that they have remained in Scripture and they all have something to tell us. Their lives have, have a great example and can inspire us today. I just think it's 
well, Deborah was just outstanding as a, as a leader. I mean, we'd be so impressed if she came and sorted out some of the terrible conflicts that are happening in the world today. And she gained such respect and wisdom. So yes, I'm really hoping that if nothing happens other than when people listen to the podcast, they really pay particular attention to women in scripture every time they open their Bible and look for them and see how they speak to them. Well, that's why the podcast is such a good idea, Natalie, because you're surfacing these women. We don't hear enough about them. And then hopefully people can find out a bit more about them and and feel more affirmed in their role within the world society and church as women. Yes. And I've found it really exciting every time I invite somebody on and they choose a different woman. And then I spend time reading and reflecting on these women. And it's so exciting. I'm almost sad when I'm jumping onto the next woman because they have so much to tell us and led such amazing lives. So I'm really excited to be doing this, actually. (laughs) Well, let's hope all the listeners get equally excited when they read the story of Deborah and some of the other biblical women that you've been able to highlight in the series. Yes. Well, I hope that everybody listening to this particular episode now goes and jumps into Judges Uh and reads the story of Deborah and the beautiful song that's in there. And And maybe looks at some of the paintings about Deborah and and Gail. You can Google online and probably come up with some artwork that might also inspire prayer and reflection. Yes, that's a great idea because I, I had to look at some of the artwork. It is beautiful and it's beautiful to see the images of Deborah. And and it's amazing that the story has been kept alive in that form, even if we've tended to neglect it in our own reading. Yes. And share the story of Deborah with other people you meet, because they might be very shocked to discover that there was a woman who was a judge all those years ago, which is just something we don't expect to find, that there was a judge who, who who led an army, really. Yeah. Thousands of years ago. That's quite shocking. (laughs) so thank you very much Susan and I hope to join you again uh, perhaps at some point later in the series absolutely oh yes I'd be delighted to have you back so thank you very very much and thank you everybody for listening bye 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 thank you very much for listening to the Women in Scripture podcast with me Natalie Orofici if you would like to have some extra reading and resources, then go to the Archdiocese of Birmingham website and look at the Women in Scripture podcast page. To enjoy hearing more of the Women in Scripture podcast, then please do subscribe to the podcast on either Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud. I hope you can join us next time. Thank you.